Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Pod. Today is January the 22nd, 2023. As always, I am Mike Noble, joined by my co-host across the way, Caleb Noble up there in Champaign. And uh, every day we get a little bit closer to Cardinal Baseball. Yeah, pitchers and catchers coming soon. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. There's a lot of um, a lot of stuff to be excited about in spring training. Normally, it's kind of like spring training. You just want to get to the season, but I think there's actually some interesting storylines to watch in spring this year. 24 days from now, pitchers and catchers report. And 13, 43 days after that, we have our first uh, home op- or our home opener against the Toronto Blue Jays at Bush Stadium, March 30th. Yeah. Alec Manoa we will versus be in Adam Wayne. Yeah, we got to watch Manoa versus Wainwright. So, you think it'll be Wayno? Absolutely, it'll be Wayno. Right? No, I don't think it's going to be Wayno. I know for a fact it's going to be Wayno. <laughs> right, right. I agree. I agree, and I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Um, listen, with everything that as we've kind of hit the doldrums of baseball, right? We're kind of in between the winter meetings and the, you know all the signings and all the the free agent frenzy and getting into uh, where the roster is going to be, what it's going to look like. We have an idea with the forty man. We don't really necessarily know the 26. We can obviously make a pretty good assumption. We wanted to do something where we could kind of profile the St. Louis Cardinals players. Um, you know, like I said, it's very simple. And we I feel like very often we get accustomed to going to the baseball reference page. And that's what they become is whatever those numbers say. Like for me growing up, it was the back of a baseball card. Today it's baseball reference. What is their exit below? What's their WRC plus? What's their OBP? What's their OPS plus? Those are all things that we talk about and are, are very important to our game. But, you know, again, you and I have talked since we've done this podcast that uh, we also want to show these are humans. Like, they're not just a baseball card or just a baseball reference page. So with that being said, we wanted to kind of go through the, the Cardinal roster over the, the next leading into spring training um, to where we can hit on people and everything. And we just figured where better to start uh, than the, the recent Cardinal edition uh, number 40 in the program, number one in your heart, number two on the field, Wilson Contreras with two L's. Two L's, yeah, L- double L. L-L. Um, L-L. I, the thing that made me laugh really hard about you saying um, the back of the baseball card stuff, <clears throat> which, by the way, what we're going to start with the, their um, on-the-field stuff, because let's be honest, kind of what we care about, but we will Absolutely. talk more about them after and kind of a, give a profile of their life, but – and the thing that made me laugh is while you were saying that, I was looking up Wilson Contreras baseball savant. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's who we are now. That is what it, like, me growing up, I memorized average home runs, RBIs, you know, stolen bases. That was for for a hitter. But now we've gone into the W and, and I by the way, I was not trying to, to discount that. Those are things we talk about all the time on here. That is a very important part about what you and I do, about what makes a, a guy a, a a professional versus an elite professional. But Again, you know, with, what, with him coming over here, I think it's good to know that Wilson Contreras was born and raised in Venezuela, that at 16, he was working with a Cubs camp, you know, with a Cubs camp, uh, signed, becomes Cub, wins World Series. Like, we know, we know the World Series stuff, but Wilson Contreras, the dude, is a pretty cool guy, and I'm really excited he's here in St. Louis. Uh, you want to get on into his um, baseball, baseball side of it before we get to the other stuff? Absolutely. All right, so I have a question for you, and I, I this is I this isn't something we planned, but I figured it was a good place to start. <laughs> what are your expectations for Wilson Contreras, um, this season? What do you what do you think he what he needs to do for the Cardinals? What do you think he's going to do for the Cardinals? 
And also, what do you think just his presence brings to the team? Oh, oh wow. Whoa, that's three a, a lot of there, questions. You can kind of combine them into one, but it's a three-parter. Uh, oh, I think if you're looking – let's just start with the offensive side. All right? We start with the offensive side. I think you're looking at a guy who's going to probably be – I mean, his career is in that 100 to 130 OPS plus. I could see him in that 120 range. I really could here in St. Louis. I, I, my expectation is, and this could change, and, and he is a flexible guy. I think he's a guy you could work in the two slot if you have to. I think he gets fifth for the Cardinals. That's my guess. But that's where they're going to put him. Ali has not said that. We know that one thing with Ali is that he is very flexible with his lineup outside of really Nolan and Gold, even though we have, he has shown a few mixes there. But I, mean, I think you'll see those guys three, four. I think you'll see Wilson Contreras in the five slot. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it'll be fluent. Um, I could see him being a leadoff hitter against lefties. I could see that happening. Did you um, say fluent? Fluent. What I, no, I said fluid. I think <laughs> all I heard was fluent. Was like, oh, I meant uh, to say fluid. But um, he's led. He's he's done. <laughs> he's done a lot. His best um, his best position to hit in position. His best spot in the lineup he's hit in has been the five slot. He's like a one thirty WRC plus guy. From the from the five spot, um, and everywhere else, like he's been a one hitter, he's been a two hitter, so you can do really what you need to with him. Um, I think a lot of it hinges on Tyler O'Neill. We'll talk about him eventually, but where's he hitting in your lineup? Is he batting third again, like he was in twenty twenty one at the beginning of last season? Like that all plays into it. And New and Donovan, where are they hitting? But I think he's going to be in the top five. That's really what matters. He's your third big bat. Here's the thing: he has a career eight oh eight OPS. And a 115 OPS plus, the thing is, back when he was doing the 800 OPS in 2019, everyone was doing 900 OPSs with 40 right. home runs because of juice balls. So that 808 OPS, the reason OPS plus isn't as high as it would be today, for example, 815 OPS for him last year resulted in a 128 OPS plus. So he's kind of been a guy that wasn't really affected by the juice balls, it doesn't seem, because he's putting up the same numbers. So I don't think his career OPS plus is indicative of how much better he's been than the league average, but 128 OPS plus last year, like that's a 30% above league average bat behind the plate. Like there's, I mean, three, four guys you can count on doing something like that in the league. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I think if you're looking at his numbers, I think, you know, for the most part, that's a guy who's going to be around the 20 to 25 double range, somewhere in that area. Uh, he's probably going to be 15 to 25 home runs. Now we do have to take into account Bush Stadium. I do. Uh, that's a different. But but there, we know from playing there all the time as as Cardinal fans watching our team, that wind at Wrigley is that, that's not necessarily. Look, there are days it's a great hitter's ballpark. Don't get me wrong. But there are also a lot of days. I mean, we saw a home run derby. Let's not forget. Or what? Like what, three home runs were hit in the entire home run derby, right? I mean, so we've seen that. Cal um, Ripken won it. Like he, huh? Did it Cal Ripken win it? I think so, like two. Yeah, he had like three or something. It was him or Griffey. It was one of the two, but either way, yeah. So, you know, we've seen that. It's not like he's coming from, you know, there was all the questions with Nolan with Coors Field. Well, he's proved that, you know, hasn't been this big of a deal. I think I think you're looking at at, at that. I think his RBIs could go up this year. I really do. I think if, if he settles in in that five slot, um, I think you're looking at a guy who could drive it. He's using that 50 range, 50 to 60 range. He could be ahead of that this year because uh, I think you're going to see him get – I think he's going to play 130 to 140 games. He's not going to catch that many, but I do no. think he'll be in the lineup that many. Don't you? Yeah, I don't I – don't, I mean, one thing for me, I don't really care too much about RBIs in general just because they're so circumstantial. He's been on some bad teams, hard to drive in guys when they're not on base in front of you. 
But two, um, I think you could see his offensive numbers go up. And I think that's I because he, his protection the last few years has been what Patrick Wisdom. Like, Nico Horner is a great baseball player, and so is Ian Happ. They're not – you don't fear him like you fear Wilson Contreras when he steps up to the plate. So I I, I could I think he could have an uptick in everything. Um, and also he's uh, he's going to be around. Like, he's not going to have to be the guy. He's going to be the third right. guy, maybe the fourth guy. We'll see what some of the other guys do. But, I mean, you put him behind Nolan and Goldie or you put him in front of Nolan and Goldie, either way, like, I mean, you're kind of the guy that's forgotten at that point in that lineup. And, I mean, I don't know. I think he he's going to have an opportunity to really be one of the better complementary pieces in all of baseball. You know, like you normally don't have a guy of his caliber that's a three-time All-Star in his six-year career be a complimentary piece but that's almost just what you kind of need from him you need him to be that third big bat but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there are other bats in the lineup that step up and he's now your fourth best bat or your fifth best bat so I think he's I mean he's just a great piece to have he lengthens your lineup out tremendously from where we were last year batting our catchers in the eighth spot you know like tremendously upgrade that I think he might I want to hear your opinion on this he that might have been the biggest positional upgrade this season this offseason. Right, yeah, because just do I just did a little digging earlier. You know, obviously we were talking about it's not all about the stats, but it is. I mean, it is also a lot about the stats. I mean, when you're looking at last year offensively, I mean, my God, the Cardinals were were minus 0.6 war offensively from the catcher position. Um, Yachty hit two fourteen, Herrera hit one eleven, Romine one fifty-four, and Kisner two fifteen. Um I mean, we don't even need to get into the way one's runs created. The highest one run was uh, Kisner at seventy nine. I actually like, yeah, here's here's what's I, gonna be funny for you. Um, I am gonna get into way to runs created because that's my favorite stat to use these days. Um, Yachty had a fifty, so he was fifty percent below league average. Yes, he was half a baseball player, <laughs> a good one offensively. And Wilson Contreras was around twenty five to thirty percent above league average. So yep. you're talking about a 75% swing in production in terms of relative to league average. That is absolutely massive. And we're talking about in the playoffs going from Yachty. I love Yachty with all my heart. I really do. You're talking about having a dead spot in the eight hole where you don't really want that guy to come up. And you're, let's be honest, they were afraid to pinch hit for him because he was Yachty to now your guy, your kid, he's batting fifth and your eight hole spot might be Nolan Gorman. That's what Wilson Contreras did. When you brought him in. And just, just add to that, just for point of like kind of context and to add to the point, last year Yachty right around a 300 slugging, and I think Kisner was 315, 320. Wilson Contreras is a career 460 slugging percentage. And a 466 last year. So you know what's kind, I, of, I, you know what's kind of upset me a little bit about some Cardinal fans and their lack of research? Um, not all of you. Some of you are very smart. Some of you are – Some of, if you're listening to this, you're smart because you're listening to this. <laughs> some of the ones on Twitter are not smart. Here's what I'll say. People are like, he had a career year. It's Dexter Fowler all over again. Well, um, 250, 245 batting average last year, career average 250. Um, 350 OBP, 350 OBP for the career. 466 slug, 459 slug for the career. Uh, what, what am I missing? It's six points. It's seven points better on an OPS. He was the same with, guy he's always been. With nobody, with, with Chris Bryant gone, with Javi yeah, Baez gone, more, with Anthony Rizzo gone. You see, you know what I'm like. Those guys yeah, were all four gone. War, dude. He added four. Yeah. Four war yeah. is an is a an all star level baseball player. The elites yeah. get up to the fives and sixes and sevens. And what do you play? 120 games. 
115. I don't even know if he played that many. Yeah. I think he played 115 ish. Yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that fans are going to maybe appreciate Wilson Contreras until September when they can look back, you know what I mean, and see the difference. And, and again, we're gonna miss Yachty for so many reasons. Like one of the greatest cardinals of my I mean, he's life. the best. Like he's the best. Right. Yachty one of the was greatest the best. but but it's not it's not like we're going from him to like a can of spam. Like we're going in. We're going to – we're upgrading offensively. And for everybody who's nervous about his defense, Wilson Contreras, don't be. Don't be. He's not going to hurt you defensively. He's not going to all of a sudden make our pitchers worse. That's not a thing. Like, listen to what John Lester says. Listen to what other pitchers in, John in Chicago – Kyle Hendricks. Like, listen to people, what they've said, okay? Like, that's all you have to do. Can I, can I get you excited? He has a great arm, too, by the way. Yeah, one of the best arms in baseball. And yeah. uh, while the running game is going to take off because of pit throw over bigger restrictions bases. and bigger bases, both of them. And pitch clocks, you can time a pitcher better, all that stuff. Yep. Here, you want to get excited? I'll get a little nerdy for a second. Because naturally, when we signed him, I wanted to go dig into his stats and peripheral stuff. Um, 80 percentile for average exit velo, 98 percentile for max exit velo, 90 percentile for hard hit rate, 94 for ex Woba. 65 for expected batting average, 85 for expected slugging, barrel percentage at 73% um, percentile. Um, Everything is great. And I did some research. His percentage of balls he hits in the air that are home runs is extremely high, which means that the fact that he only has 22 home runs, he still has yet to maximize his swing. Right. When he hits the ball in the air, because he hits the ball so damn hard, like the stats I just told you, they they go out. So I still think there might be a little bit of untapped power potential they will see if Turner Ward and being around Goldie and Nolan, and you know they've talked about having to hit the ball harder in the air in Bush Stadium. If they get to him with that, like, but I still think I think he still has some career years still coming up. Like, I don't think you're getting a guy on the downturn, like some people seem to say. I don't either. I don't either. I don't. I, I don't believe that one bit. And I think with the contract, um, I, I just I, I'm just ex- super excited to have him here. I'm excited to see how Ali uses him. I'm excited for all of that. I just think he's going to fit in really well. And again, we just told you, well, we don't want to just focus on the stats. Then we spent five minutes focusing on stats, but we do believe that's important. But just in case you don't know, like he was born and raised in Venezuela at 16, did sign, you know, was scouted by the Cubs, went to a Cubs camp. As an infielder. Uh, as an infielder, ended up signing with the Cubs. And, and you know, the rest, is, as, as they say, it's history with that. Uh, younger brother, William, did play with the Braves, so World Series champion. Now with the Brewers, somehow we still that wildest trade of the off season potentially. I'm so you know, pissed hey, about that. I so love you're going to get to see. Well, you're going to get to see him a lot as as with the Cardinals, like playing the Bre- the Brewers as often as we do. You'll get to see his brother quite a bit. Uh, he is married. Wilson is married, so that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and and honestly, he's also been pretty outspoken about some of the stuff that some of the bad things that have happened. For, and I'm not going to do a history lesson for people, but if you want to. Go Google what's been going on in Venezuela the last 20 years. He's been he's been pretty outspoken about a lot of that and how that happened. But the thing that I that I want you to hit on that's more important than all of that and all the person and everything else, our fans are going to get to know him. Jim Hayes is going to be interviewing him. Everybody's going to be interviewing him. Hopefully we're going to be interviewing him. But one thing that we do know is that he is excited to be here in St. Louis. He I, It's like he can't say it. Like from Venezuela, it seems like everyone's playing in the World Baseball Classic. Wilson Contreras said, I'm go. I'm going to spring training with my new guys. Yeah, here's yeah he did. Um, here's the before I get into his comments because we, I mean they're they're extremely exciting. Like you, I already love the guy. He might be a top five favorite player on the team, and he's yet to even wear the damn jersey. But um, 
I was listening to the winter warm-up meeting um, interviews. Nolan Arenado just talked about how excited he was. Jack Flaherty talked about how excited he was. Miles Michaelis, Adam Wainwright. I thought it was awesome. And, and the thing that made me laugh, we all remember the quote Wilson had where he said, I play for you not to like me, but if I'm on your team, you're going to love me. Um, mm -hmm. every, every one of those guys said I hated him when we played against him. But now I, I, now, I mean, I'm excited for him to be here. Like, those are the best guys you want to have on your team. Um, but Wilson, like, when he came here, we, I, mean, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. Like, he was willing to take less money to come here. Like, I, I wouldn't imagine there was more money out there somewhere to go somewhere. Um, and he's just said about – he's talked about how he was watching Albert Pujols as a cub in the dugout hit home run number 695 and said he looked over in the dugout and saw how close the team was and how much they loved playing with each other. And the fan reaction, he's like, I have – I want to be here. <laughs> That's the, He was playing for the Chicago Cubs <laughs> in September. And Albert Pujols hit a ball so hard off of their left-handed reliever that he made Wilson Contreras come to the Cubs inadvertently. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And I think yeah, he, we hear a miss. He has said all the right things. He definitely wants to be here. From all accounts. He won the press you know, There might be something. Fans, like, he would be loved in that clubhouse. We saw. We saw him and Ian Happ in tears when they thought one or both of them were getting traded. Like, they're very tight. Ian Happ has talked about that on his podcast. they very good friends. It's not just that, like, he was beloved in that clubhouse. He was beloved by, by the Northsiders. I think he's going to fit right in. And that all I'm hoping is he doesn't come here trying to do too much. I just want him to be Wilson Contreras. That's all I want. And I, I don't believe he will. I just want him to come in and be Wilson He might Contreras. originally, but that's also human. Like, Nolan – I mean, I bet Nolan would tell you he tried to do too much at times. His first I'm sure. Year here. Goldie, same way. Like, both those guys kind of had down years their first year here. So, I'd also like to say keep that in mind. We've had two superstars come over here and not exactly be themselves the whole first year. It's hard to go. It's hard to adjust to a new team. It's hard to adjust to hitting a Bush Stadium, and it just it's just different. Like you don't know your pitchers. Wilson's going to have to do way more work in terms of prepping for his pitchers because he doesn't know them yet. So every, right. it's going to be a harder job to be a catcher. I imagine everything that I just said about Nolan and Goldie amplifies times ten. So keep yeah. that in mind if he's if he's batting two twenty halfway through the year, don't freak out if he's batting two hundred. Like it's going to happen. He might not come out hot out of the gate, but knowing his personality, he might come out and bat 300 and be the best season he's ever had. I have one more thing I want to, I want to say about, yeah. about this. The thing that I was most, one of the things I was most excited about when we got him was what he, the intangibles he brings to the team and the clubhouse, the energy he brings. We've seen, I mean, how much more exciting has this team gotten since Nolan Arenado and Lars Newbar honestly came here? How much more exciting and fun to watch? Right. No, Wilson Contreras brings that times a million to the team. He really does. Um, he plays with his emotions on his sleeve. He says what he thinks. A lot of flair. He's hit a home run and gotten in fights, crossing home plate. <laughs> he He's going to rub the other team the wrong way. And I love every player on this team. I really do. Almost every player on this team. <laughs> but I think sometimes, other than Nolan, because we saw Nolan fight the Mets, it kind of seems too nice. You know, it seems like we have to go, we got the really nice guys, the – the guys that went to nice, um, nice colleges and graduated with a great degree. We need some kind of like, um, sandpaper on the team. Some guy that's going to rub the other. That's going to piss someone off. And I like that Wilson Contreras brings that to the team. And I like that he brings it unapologetically. And as we heard in his press conferences, he knows he brings it and he likes doing it. So I think right. that's something he can bring alongside Nolan Arenado that we've kind of been missing. And especially with Yachty going out the door, we're going to be missing even more. 
I agree. And the other thing that I will say, um, and I don't ever mean to put too much onus on one human for this, especially based off of their ethnicity, but don't also discount the fact that it's nice to have another Latin leader in that clubhouse. When you have young guys like Yepes and you have the pitchers around them, like, I mean, obviously we, um, Gallegos and you've got um, Cabrera and you've got the younger Herrera. I mean, Herrera, that's the, like, you know, you think about it, maybe what his influence might be on an Ivan Herrera. Like, it could be great. Like, we saw Yachty do that for 20 years here. You know, I, I don't – I don't. I think that natural it, – it's not a bad thing to have. I mean, obviously, Ali in, in the bull – or in our dugout. I, I just think that that is a very strong thing. And also, don't discount that for other people wanting to come to St. Louis to play with Wilson Contreras and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and Jack yeah. Flaherty and fill in all the blanks. There's actually one more thing we didn't hit on. This is the last, I don't have anything else after this. Always one do. more thing. No, but this actually I do feel is important for why maybe Wilson came here. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Wayno had a press conference, um, a long press conference because it's his last year. And he said that back um, when Hayward, before Jason Hayward, St. Louis was always an attraction. Guys were like asking, hey, how do you get me to St. Louis? Like, that's where I want to be. I want to be in that town. He said around the time Jason Hayward left like that three-year span where they didn't make the postseason he said that completely stopped no one was calling him saying to come to St. Louis he felt it was part of his and the ownership and the leadership group's fault um and that they just weren't it just wasn't the same he said now since Nolan came here like it's back people want to be back in St. Louis and the fact that Wilson Contreras wanted to be in St. Louis like to have Nolan Arnado and Paul Goldschmidt like Wilson spoke like he seemed like a little kid he said he was so excited to go play with those guys like it was a dream of his is what he said I think it's awesome that St. Louis seems like it's becoming a destination again for the certain people. There are certain people that no matter what want to end up on a coast, but it seems like the allure of St. Louis, the thing that got Matt Holiday to re-sign here, the thing that got Albert Pujols to sign an extension way below market value originally, um, that got Chris Carpenter to sign multiple extensions. It seems like that's back, and that makes me really happy. Yeah, I agree with that. I I mean, there was a time when Stanton said no to a potential trade to St. Louis. So around that same time of the Jason Hayward leaving. Yeah. So, you know, and then we get Azuna and then, you know, and then it kind of just kind of snowballed from there for a couple of years. That team was a mess. Those couple of years were such (laughs) it was a mess. That was not Cardinal. That was not normal at all. I'm trying to forget it still. It was horrible. We had bad attitudes on the team. Then you had Schultz and you had all both of those debacles. We had Mike Matheny managing Marcelo Zuna and Carlos Martinez. Those years were God, what the what the hell was going on there? That was yeah, that, that yeah. was so poorly constructed. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this: um, over well, you can't give me a number here. Over under on amount of Contreras jerseys opening day. Okay, out of there's going to be forty five thousand people there. Yeah, I will have you, a jersey on because I it's on the way. So there's one. I know at least one will have okay. A All right, so jersey on. I'm gonna take you. I'm over. gonna say over. I'm gonna say. A hundred. That seemed high or low? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. And here's the thing. The like, you know the Wayno and the Yachty and the Nolan and Goldie Google, jerseys and are going to be out. Goldie. Yeah, so and then Tommy Edmund. Then we, the McGee, which I'm wearing right now. The McGee, uh, the, the sporadic Tom Lawless and Tom Err Tom jerseys. Yeah, the uh, – shout to my daughter. Stan, Stan Gibby. There will be – yep, there will be a Ted Simmons, no doubt about it. Probably an X David, Definitely some probably David Freeze. Okay, here's Ray the, Langford, Ray, here's Ray, Ray, Ray will be well. Yes. 
Yeah. Here's a more interesting question. More David Freeze jerseys or Wilson Contreras jerseys? Wilson Contreras. I'm going to say David Freeze by a large margin. Oh, I don't think so. I, to be fair, I don't see as many Freeze jerseys as I see. Uh, now, I'm not counting jerseys. All right. I don't care about so, those. Those are so ugly. Okay, I have one more thing. This whoa, doesn't matter. Well, shot at some of our fans there. I don't like them. I'm sorry. I don't like how they fit me. I look weird in them. You used to love them. You had like every I, player. I do. I still have a bunch of them. I still wear them. But I just would rather get a jersey when I get them illegally through China. I hope MLB doesn't see this. But um, uh, they're not. Think, Larry, by the way, they're not. How do you this? think now that Harry Bader's gone and the the guy that everybody falls in love with and they love his energy that guy's out? Um, Lars Newpar has to be replacing him on the shirt racks, right? I, I think so. I would think so. Yeah, I want to try to see how many Newpar jerseys we see opening day. Are they selling them? Like they need to start selling those at the stadium because those to. will sell like hotcakes. Well, you can. You can go through the MLB team shop, right, and you can get them customized. So custom, but you know how they have like they have like Carlson. Like get the new bar ones up there. You know people will buy them. I bet they're out. I bet they're. Out. I haven't looked, they have but if not, maybe. Well, you know, I have noticed. I've been on MLB shop in New Era a lot lately. It does seem like they're clearing out to make you know what I like. So maybe there's a lot of new stuff coming in. Yeah, that's um, I'm intrigued to see that. I, I always like to look at. The, I I think I would love this at every stadium I'd go to. But in St. Louis, it is always fun for me to go down memory lane with the jerseys that are in the stadium every I time. think it's awesome because St. Louis with the Blues and the Cardinals, it's such a divert. Like, people say this when they come here, um, like broadcasters on, like, TNT when they were at Blues games. Like, if this, there's more jerseys of different players at, in St. Louis than any other team. Because yeah. people – like, you go to New York, and it's going to be mostly Judge and Jeter. Like, most of them are going to be those two, right? Like – Shot at Aaron Hicks? No, I do like Aaron Hicks, but he kind of sucks now. Um, but here, but I think Another part shot, of it, two shots there, I think yeah. part, like you see the top 10 jerseys and it's never Cardinals are in there. I think part of it is because people buy, like they buy, like there's so many different players you can buy. Like everyone loves every different, so many different players here. So that is cool. I, I do like that as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm, I can't wait to see the City Connect jerseys. I'm excited. I'm not sure that. how this but guy is talk- the Wilson Contreras player. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Um, Since you, again, the, the solid journalism that you bring to the show. Uh, talk about announcers there. Uh, just all we'd hit on, Aaron Goldsmith. Um, for those of you who haven't done the research, I did some. Uh, also, as someone who Caleb and I have been preaching to go listen to West Coast baseball and go watch it, I'm very familiar with his work. Uh, not the full-time guy there, but does a lot of games for them. Started He's obviously awesome. through the Started with the Gateway Grizzlies. Uh, you know, let me give you a little cool fun fact that I did not know about him. He went to Principia. Did you know did. that? Like right, right up the road from where we used to live. I did know that. Yeah, and then he said he was in. Uh, I don't remember what he told me or what he said the degree was in. But he, what he told you. Like, you talked. Yeah, to he him? didn't. I know what. He, <laughs> what I read. What I read. He did not tell me. I've not talked to Aaron. All right, but anyway, he woke up one morning and said he wanted to do journalism. So he went to the broadcast center there in St. Louis, which is run by a lot of really like the big DJ, a lot of DJs, a lot of people have gone through there. Took him 10 months, got out, and then he got hired by the Grizzlies, did the Gateway Grizzlies job. Uh, he went out and did Portland Sea Dogs, been to that stadium. That stadium's awesome out in Portland, Maine. And then the Paw Sox and ended up in Seattle in like 2013, maybe. He, he is very good, guys. I don't know if he's the answer. I, I hope. No, I he like is. the fact that you and I, you, okay, well, you and I have talked on here. We want somebody around his age range who can, we can see for the next 20 years. Well, let me give you more, one. There's a highlight video on Twitter, on um, YouTube of his best calls of, um, 2022. He's got some electric home run calls. He but does. He's young. He's from St. Louis. He knows the team history. Um, 
He's very energetic, which is what you want. Like Danny Mack, one of the best things about him was he always had energy every single day. Um, and I honestly think him and Brad Thompson together would be great. Um, both of them bring a lot of energy. Um, obviously, not having Danny Mack is still not the ideal situation. We'd all love to be able to say he's coming back for his 25th year, but that's not the reality. I think he's a great replacement, and I think he's an up and co- I mean, he's the guy I kind of wanted from the beginning. He's kind of an up and coming star in the business. Like he's yeah. a guy you can look up in 20 years and he's still here. You know what I mean? Agreed. So, so I think it's a, I think it'd be a great hire, and um, I think that they said it changed yesterday from him being a one of two finalists to him being the front runner. So I don't know. Yeah. Jeff Jones reported that. Take it for what you will, but. I think if they hire him and end up doing that, it's going. People are going to love him. Yeah, I did a little research on him and watched some videos. Watched him talk about his mom and they being raised by a single mom, and you know, just like all the the stuff that she did for him. She's a high school teacher, English teacher, like like myself. Um, you know, it, it was it was really cool to see. But then when you go back and you watch his passion for baseball, it's there. He loves it. Fan, like fan of the game. That's and the teams he's comment, commentating. Yes, and I think coming home. I think he was born in Wichita, but grew up in St. Louis, something like that's what I read. Uh, but having that is important. Like, you know, a lot of people were talking about all these national names. I want them to have a massive tie to St. Louis. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that's important for for someone, and especially for the Cardinals. I think, you know, yeah, I, I think, think it's important think... for this city specifically because of how much the Cardinals mean to the city itself. Like, they're like the lifeline of St. Louis. The Cardinals, right. when you say, when most people think of St. Louis, I think, it's probably the Arch and the Cardinals are the first two things that come to your mind. Right. Um, so you kind of need somebody that understands that, you know, understands yeah. what it means to the city. And I think he's going to do that. And I think he's going to do a great job if he's hired, um, which I think it almost seems like he will be, right? It sure feels like it. It does. Like, I, he's the only name that I've heard. other candidate. I, I don't even know if that's Mike Claiborne. You know what I mean? Well, he said no. Mike said no. It's Al Roboski. <laughs> I don't think it's Al. It's Matt Hungarian in there for 162. Got a chance to meet Al a couple times. Super nice guy. For some reason, they don't love Al. I don't know what. what oh, no. Know we know he, why. He says some things that he's not supposed to say on there about how bad the team was in the yeah. early 2000s. Uh, interesting. Early what, you think Jim Edmonds is back this year? There's Sounds like Brad Thompson's getting. Brad Thompson quit the fast lane um, yes. because he's going to be doing more stuff. On there, so it sounds Which like I'm his role. A fan of. Yeah, me too. It sounds like his role is going to take up a lot. So, what's that mean for Jim Edmonds? Maybe I mean Jim Edmonds just got married. You know, he got married again. So, yeah. I I think maybe he might be stepping away a little bit, or he just not he just doesn't want to do as much, or he's taking on a different role of the team. I don't might know be what his role home games be. might be doing more in the yeah. booth, uh, or I mean, more in the the uh, you know where they are. It sure sounds like village. though it's going to be less of a 55-45 split as it yeah. was, and more you know of what, a seventy thirty. You know who I'd like to see in the booth is Rick Ankiel. I like listening to him after the games. He, you know, not a fan, huh? I love. Him. I love. No, no, I love Rick Ankiel. I do. Well, I like him at just the game. No, no, stay. I love him. I think he's really good at the post game. Yeah, he is. I think he'd be really good in the booth. He's incredibly knowledgeable. He can bring you know a unique guy, perspective. I think you're talking about a guy who brings a perspective as a pitcher. Yeah, top draft pick. Then a guy who was an elite hitter. I mean, I guess maybe I'm using the word elite, but I mean he was. He went down to the minors, became a major league hitter, and started in center field. Like th- those guys aren't out there. Do you know what I mean? So I, I would think like he would it bring to a be unique Brad, perspective. I would like Brad Thompson to do it as much as he possibly can. Yeah, I agree. But he has young kids, right? Didn't Brad have young kids? Yeah, he that's does. why he said the to fast so, lane. He's taking on a yeah. bigger role. That's all we know. But yeah, we'll see. I'm a big fan. Um, is there anything else we need to get to? Uh, 
I mean, not much has happened since we Yeah, I don't want to stray too far from the Wilson Contreras episode this was supposed to be. Well, no, we, I don't think we did. I think we hit, we got to hit on other things. I don't know if we just have to – Wilson, we love you, buddy. If you see this, we can't wait for you to be here. I might tweet at him. No, he doesn't have Twitter anymore. Okay, never mind. No, I noticed that. Does he have IG? He does. He's on it a lot. Okay. Oh, we need to get him on. That's how we can get a hold of people's Instagram. I, I actually tried to DM him once, and he and it didn't let me because he has a separate really? business business DMs only. He has you blocked. No, he doesn't. I can I can see all his stuff. I haven't said anything <laughs> mean to him ever. I have been the biggest Wilson no. Contreras advocate, even when he was a Cub, and people hated him. How many times have you and I sat in the bleachers and said, "Whatever you do, don't let Wilson Contreras beat you." And the next thing you know, he's ripping a double with two guys on. He took and the Wilson most Contreras in- just beat us. Well, I, I'll give you a little bit behind the scenes, a little bit, from when I was um, at um, – when I was working at Bush Stadium. Three people that impressed me the most in um, batting practice, because I got to watch all of them because I had to wait for them to be done to clean the batting practice up, was Joey Votto. He had a home run to left center on every swing. It was ridiculous. Um, Manny Machado hit missiles off the center field wall every single swing. And then Wilson Contreras just hit home runs everywhere. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I, his talent is like he, – he is one of the most talented players in baseball, I really think – I think there's more left in him. Yeah. I really do. I don't it's think he's a pretty he's strong trio years. right there. Pretty strong trio. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I, we, I, we're, I'm in the heart of NBA right now, right down here, and I love that. I really we do. Suck. I love it. The Pelicans suck. Well, they're hurt, dude. Just wait. Just wait. They like, suck. come on. They're it's going so through bad. a lot. It's so bad. Well, they, when you don't – well, Brandon Ingram, for, for some reason, won't play. Uh, okay, let's not, let's not – let's not. Let's not. No, but what I'm saying is I'm really <laughs> excited for baseball. Like, I, I'm really yes, starting to too. get the itch for that. And it's cool because where I where we live right now, right down the road is Tulane. So I've gotten to see their facilities. And, you know, I, it's starting to ramp up for them. And then LSU, number one team in the nation, at 45 minutes away from my house, with the number one player in the nation, Dylan Cruz. Uh, my my neighbor's become a pretty good friend of mine, LSU grad. Uh, so I'm going to go up to some LSU games with him. Pretty excited about that. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's, I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I love it. I think there's so many exciting things to look forward to this year, and I think Wilson Contreras and seeing what he's like as a Cardinal is at the top of the list. So I'm really yeah. excited. I I've kind of taken a little Twitter break. I mean, I've been on there off and on. I just get so tired of getting on there every day and seeing the people who are just bitching that the Cardinals don't have a two hundred million dollar payroll. I've been getting a lot of I've been getting a lot of it. likes and retweets on my tweets lately for some reason, and. I swear to God, I yesterday I tweeted something. It got it got decent likes, like more than normal, and it was about Todd O'Neill and Dylan Carlson, and half the comments were about how they sucked. I know. I know. It's, I'm it's like, so what? Painful. What are you talking we, about? Before we get out of here, I think we do have to talk about how you started a war with the Atlanta Braves because of your hatred of Austin Riley. I love Austin Riley. So he's not. Can you to explain to now. the Austin Riley fan club and the the chop house down there in uh, find in Atlanta plan. why you went after them? And why you singled out Austin Riley specifically. And then why the Atlanta Braves fans came right at you for about a 24-hour period. Uh, Strong. Hey, shout out to the Atlanta Braves fans. They brought – they united. They united around their guy. They did. Some of them did. Some of them agree with me. Yeah, they did. But you – I don't understand that. Hey, hey, we're supposed to be pro player on this show. And you went right after Austin Riley. I have to so, find this tweet. Explain it I'd like you to explain yourself. Hey, the tweet, the tweet banged. I don't know what we're talking about here. Like this, where is it? Did I? Hold on. <laughs> Did you delete it? Did you get angry? No, here it, say, is. Here, it is. Uh, here it is. I found it. All right. So I, so I, I want you to both... explain yourself. I, right now I'm you have saying... an open forum okay. for you to explain yourself on your hatred there were for the Atlanta Braves. Comments. 
and Austin Riley. Huh? There were 38 comments. Of those 38 comments, I'd say about 15 were negative. Um, 10 quote tweets. Of those quote tweets, probably about eight were negative. But <laughs> 1,200 likes. 1,200 people 15, agree with me. Those 15, those 15 uh, angry tweets were loud as fuck. They were loud. All I said was Austin Riley isn't better at than Nolan Arenado at anything. Good night. That's all I said. And he's not. And I stand by that. And guess what? 1,217 people and counting agree with me. I had to mute that damn thing. I was getting hate messages. People were in my DMs messaging me about it. I was getting the messages in my DMs. And like message requests saying how stupid I was, so I had to decline. It was just a link to this podcast, please. All I did, all, no, I'm not. No, all I know because they'll come in here and we've got enough negative <laughs> comments on the podcast. Hey, we, yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple nutheads in the YouTube comments. We don't need more. Yeah, but I, I just for me, like I, I stand by what I said. He had a better OPS plus, and he was a better defender, and he had like two points higher WAR. And he's better than him than literally everything, other than playing at a, an advantageous stadium. So, for those for those of you who don't know, this was in reference to MLB Network, and they're dude, they're losing it. I guess I'm gonna be but honest. They had, no, they had Nolan listed as the fifth best third baseman. I was about in six. Baseball. I, what I was about five or six high noons deep when I saw that, so it really <laughs> pissed me off. And that's when I tweeted it, and I had to mute it because. I was like, I'm going to say something stupid, so I had to mute it. But I was in cams, and I saw that. And I was like, oh, fuck no. So I tweeted that because it said Austin Riley was third. Uh, fucking Nolan Arenado was ranked closer to Justin Turner than he was to Manny Machado. Yeah. Uh, I would like it known that this show does not advocate Ben's drinking. So I it was, was like, this, you know, Ben's drinking, and uh, I think the definition is more I than two tweeting. or three drinks. And I, I do like tweeting. Austin. So, just I do like Austin well. Riley, though. Uh, hey, hey you, you remember in Billy Madison where Steve Buscemi has the list and the, he got the lipstick and he crosses Billy off the list? I think Austin crossed us right off the list thanks to you. I like Austin Riley. He's just not better than Nolan Arenado at any part of I'd baseball. Like and that's Austin okay. I'd like to know that I am a massive Austin Riley Here's the fan. Thing. I don't care where you want to – I don't care where you want to list him. I don't care. We're all, we're all fans. I Except do. For I obviously care. You Nolan is better than him. Nolan is better than every single fucking third baseman on that list, and I will stand by that till the day I die. And also, Austin I Riley. I do believe, I do believe it's Machado and Arenado and Jose at the top. I do believe they're at the top, and then and I Nolan do Arnado believe that next year is Bregman, Riley, um, Devers. Who am I missing? Devers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do yeah, believe here's it the because thing, of man. the overall. Like, it's not just an offensive game, right? You play two. You play half your innings on the dirt. So you know the funny thing. Nolan was just as good as Austin Riley, actually better offensively. There you go. See here, he's getting fired up again. How many times have you had today? Austin Riley not good at not as good at anything as Nolan Arenado. Austin, buddy, hey, we love you. That's okay though. Most people aren't. Most people aren't as good as him. Yeah. That's why he's um, a Hall of Famer. Uh, can we? We don't have to. We don't spend much time on the mailbag today. But I do think that we have to let it be known that Angela Powers is back. And we love that Angela Powers is back. For those, again, of you who, who listen, Angela Power, Caleb, Angela Powers loves Caleb. And uh, out of nowhere, with these two wonderful, like, purple peace signs, emojis, love Caleb. He is so smart. Is this you? Is this a, is this a uh, burner? No, but I, I'm going I'm to be honest with you. When that one popped up, I did text my friends and ask if it was them. <laughs> is it? No, it's not. Adam? Is this Adam? No, it's not. It's not. I don't know who it is. But um, I appreciate it because most people on here, much like my Twitter comments, don't really like me all that much. So I do like 
that I have one support. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. We did we did have we did have to take care of a couple of things. Our our take on Bauer didn't go great. We're not going to get into that, but that's at least yeah, by a couple people. But the yeah, funniest thing, the same the funniest, guy. Same guy. Yeah, we gained like ten subscribers when he thought we were losing ten for some yeah. reason. I don't know what happened there. Right. But um, what was going to say? Oh yeah, people think my my nose blowing habits suck. Like they just don't like me. So so I'm glad I have her in the comments. You are- you you really are a lightning rod for this podcast. I, I am love like it. I. It's okay. I bring. Hey, I bring. Caleb, chill. Mike, chill. I mean, people want that until they see what that looks like, and then they don't want. I it. don't know. I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. I haven't look, cooked yet. Oh, I've you don't even have to. any hard hitting takes. Like you won't even admit that oh, Nolan Arenado is to. better than Austin Riley at everything. I, I just do a good job of when I have six or seven high needs. Not that I advocate that, but if I do, I just don't go to Twitter. The good news is that I don't regret tweeting it because I would tweet it again right now. Because it's a fact. He's oh, anyway, Angela Powers, thank you. Uh, we did get a couple really nice comments from, um, I mean, Mike Feist asked you about the the if we have the new Cardinals TV announcer yet. So, hey, hopefully maybe he's listened, maybe he's tuned in. Um, we got a really nice thing. Ronald Lucas seems to enjoy it. So we've gotten some really good um, some really good comments as of, yet, of, as of late. Uh, Jason D. Barnardi, Good video, fellas. I like the dynamics and the content. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you, Jason. Thank you. Those are the kind of things you see. Look, if you want to come onto YouTube and bash us and tell us that we suck, that's fine. We're not. We're just going to ignore you. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. That's fine. And don't me. listen. I mean, turn the channel, dude. Like, the, fun, the, the funniest – oh, don't get mad about it. The funniest thing for me is that when people say something about the whole podcast, you get pissed. But when they say it about me, you like it and then share it on here and make me have to respond <laughs> live. I don't see some of these comments before you tell me about them on here. So you made me have to react live about the about the hate I'm getting on here. Oh, oh. well, hey, it is what it is. It be what it be, and we are really super excited that Wilson Contreras is a famous card. Yeah, I we are, and that's a good place to end it. Wilson, I I am already in love with Wilson Contreras being a card. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. My journey's yeah. on the way, and I'm excited to get it. St. Louis, you're gonna love him. That's all we can say. Like, you're gonna love this guy. You're gonna love the player. You're gonna love the teammate, and you're gonna love the human. Also, that's does a ton of charity work in the communities, so that's also important to mention. He's a great right. guy. Like, right. um, we are gonna continue to do these. I don't think we're gonna do all forty. Uh, we had talked about doing the forty-man roster. I don't really. We're, we're not. Gonna, I also we're think gonna, probably we're gonna group some players. I also think probably not all of them are gonna be this long. We had some other stuff we wanted to catch up on. Yeah, but um, Wilson's a new guy. Like we got to talk yeah. about Wilson. Yeah, and he deserves every minute of it. And also, second. we had talked. We talked about other stuff, but I think some will probably be shorter. Yeah. When we get to them next week, because next week, full disclosure, we're going to record three in the same setting, so they're not going to be this long. Why would you tell people that? Because we're going to be wearing the same clothes, and I'd like them not to think we're disguised. I'm not. My plan was already to change. I got all the hats ready. <laughs> well, to now, go. well, now look I at this. Got, now you, you just don't ruined have to. it again. See, this is why you get the comments. <laughs> no, I'm just giving them a glimpse into what we're doing. Now you don't have to. Why? Now you you never let them behind the, the curtain. curtain. Too late. Right. That's Wasn't what, that the goal of this you podcast? You never let him to behind the, back curtain. the curtain of Wilson Contreras. It's from Beautiful Girls. All right, let's, let's end you this. Never thing. let him I behind the curtain. Homework. Let's go. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, thank you guys as always. We really, really appreciate you guys a lot. But the one thing we do continue to ask: if you have time while you're watching and enjoying the show and uh, enjoying Caleb getting, getting roasted on Twitter, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, we greatly would appreciate that. That helps us out quite a bit. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter. At Mike Noble 08, at Caleb Noble 08. Uh, you never know what Caleb's going to tweet late at night. Evidently on a Thursday night, that's when you need to be watching. Um, no, actually, yeah, then, it definitely is. That's definitely the day. But, but also, Hard Nine Pod, you can find us on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We're just now kind of learning the inner workings of how we're going to maneuver Instagram. So there's really not a lot on there, but you can still go like our page. 
we have a few things planned maybe hopefully for the season. But we do thank you guys. As always, please leave the comments in the YouTube. We'd love to hear from you guys, no matter what they are. Uh, Unless even you're if Steve, it is making Steve. fun of Caleb. Well, <laughs> you said it. I didn't. I didn't. All right, let's I end it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Um, guys, as always, take care of each other. Stay safe. Be kind. We'll talk to you soon.